Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, and welcome to the Modernize Your Die podcast, CFML News Edition. It is May 9th, 2023. This is episode 195. I am your host, Eric Peterson, a senior developer at Order Solutions, and glad to have you with me today. We'd like to start off by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite box products. You can say thanks back to Order Solutions in a few ways. One, you can like and subscribe these videos on YouTube. You can star and fork our repos over on GitHub. Subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Sign up for a free or paid account at CFCast, which releases new content every week. Buy some awesome swag from our Box Life store. Or one of our books, like 102 Cold Box Quick Tips and Tricks, or Learn Modern Cold Fusion in 100 Plus Minutes. Finally, the best way you can support us right now would be joining us next week in Houston for in our 10th anniversary Into the Box. Lastly, we wouldn't be here without our stupendous Patreons. We have 40 Patreons supporting us directly. You can find out more at patreon.com slash order solutions, and we'll tell you more at the end of the podcast. Let's jump in to some news and announcements. We want to reiterate our hackathon that's been added to Happy Box at Into the Box next week. On the blog post that's in the show notes and in chat, you can tell us what you would like to hack on. If you'd like to be working solo, working as a mentor, working with other people, and the winner gets a Nido Android MP3 player. So we look forward to our first inaugural into the box hackathon coming up again next week in Houston. On to some new releases and updates. Coldbox 7 has entered release candidate. That means what you see is what we will release given no major bugs are found. You can install this right now, Coldbox at BE, BE standing for Bleeding Edge. Uh, please do report. Anything that you find, you can report it in Jira, on our Slacks, anywhere like that, uh, on our Orders community site, so we can get those fixed. We're planning a release of Coldbox 7 at Into the Box 2023. And to remind you of some of the neat new things that are in Coldbox 7, we have a ton of Wirebox updates, a transient request cache, delegators, and property observers population enhancements, and even hierarchical injectors. We have neat module config object overrides to clean up that cold box config file. App mode helpers, a back helper to redirect somebody back to the last page they were on, whoops upgrades, pretty printing in logbox, and more. You can see the up-to-date docs on coldbox.ordersolutions.com uh, sorry, coldbox.ordisbooks.com and make sure to select version 7 in the drop-down at the top left. Two new command box modules have been released this week. 
though they might not seem new to those of you using Command Box and Cold Box for a while. This is the Cold Box CLI and the Test Box CLI. These have been embedded in the Command Box core since Command Box was launched, uh, but now they have their own home. This way we can trim it from Docker images where we don't need that code. And we can also have their own lifecycle outside of the Command Box core. Now these will still be installed by default in a normal Command Box installation, but we'll be able to update and send bug fixes without having to have the entirety of Command Box upgrading. So we're excited for that. You can install them today. That's coldbox-cli and testbox-cli. On to webinars, meetups, and workshops. Adobe Cold Fusion has a workshop tomorrow, Wednesday, May 10th, from 1 to 4.30 Eastern. There is no cost for this. It is on DevOps, CICD, and Pipelines. And we will put that in the show notes and inside our chat. Another workshop coming up from Adobe, the Road to Fortuna series. Cold Fusion 2023 and Docker on Google Cloud Platform or GCP. This is happening May 23rd in a couple weeks, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time. And it will be led by Mark Takata going over running a containerized Cold Fusion application in Google Cloud Platform's Kubernetes powered containerization system. Again, that's May 23rd, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time. And once again, I believe there is no charge for this workshop. CFCAS, I'm sad to say we have reached the end of our command, Mastering Command Box 5 videos for now. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, there are so many amazing things inside Command Box. Uh, we often tell our clients that Command Box is all that you probably need to run your server. You don't need to put, you know, IIS, Nginx in front of it. And you can see all the reasons why if you go in to this Mastering Command Box series. Now, there won't be any updates in CFCast for the next few weeks due to end of the box. But if you're craving videos, remember that uh, subscribers have access to the past four years of into the box content from 2019 through 2022. So there should be plenty to tide you over in these next few weeks while we put on the best conference down in Houston. Speaking of conferences, uh, starting tomorrow is Jay on the Beach, a DevOps date, uh, and data science co conference around big data held in Malaga, Spain. That is May 10th through 12th. And again, our company, Order Solutions, is sponsoring that event. You can find more at jayonthebeach.com. Also happening this weekend and going to Monday is Vue.js Live, which is online and in London. I believe at this point that if you don't have a ticket to London, it is only online for you. <laughs> so that is May 12th and 15th. They are claiming 10,000 people joining online. So that should be quite the event. I believe uh, the creator of Vue is speaking. Yes, Evan Yu is speaking. That's always a great one to jump in and see what's next for Vue coming. 
All right, and that brings us to next week. Into the Box 2023. May 17th through the 19th. May 17th, of course, is our workshop day. We have some amazing workshops we're giving. There's still some space available if you'd like to sign up. We have our amazing Happy Box party, Mariachi Band, and this new hackathon. Not to mention our great sessions and now our hands-on sessions as well. This is going to be our best into the box ever. We can't wait to see you there. This is in person only. You do need to be there to see it. Um, and we are very excited to see all of you there. You can go to intothebox.org, get your tickets if you have it, or just check out the packed schedule that you're going to get to, to enjoy. Into the box. We have viewconf.us. We had one in London. We're moving now to New Orleans, May 24th through 26th. Jazz, Code, and View. That is a workshop day on May 24th and the main conference on May 25th and 26th. Check that out at viewconf.us. Jumping about a month in the future, we have CF Camp. Very excited for this conference to be back. I've seen them starting to promote their sessions on social media. It's getting me all excited. Um, I'm lucky enough that I get to go this year. We There will be a pre-conference, which has a bunch of different trainings. Uh, PresideCon is coming back, and Ortis has four trainings that they'll be giving there. TestBox, getting started with BDD. Coldbox 7, Zero to Hero. So if you're unable to make it to into the box, maybe due to travel constraints, uh, especially if you're over there in Europe, you can come to this workshop and get up to speed on Coldbox 7. Legacy code conversion to the modern world and command box server deployment for the modern age. You can take all those features that are talked about in that Mastering Command Box 5 series and put them to use in that workshop. All those pre-conference workshops will happen on June 21st. You can learn more at cfcamp.org slash pre-conference.html. And of course, on June 22nd and 23rd is the main CF Camp conference. There are so many great sessions and speakers. You can see them all on their website cfcamp.org slash sessions.html. Uh, I'm privileged to be able to speak there and give two different sessions. One on CB Playwright, which will be testing your application, browser testing, acceptance testing, um, doing it just like you would click around your own website using Playwright. And also one on CB Inertia, which is using a JavaScript framework as your front end, but keeping all the things that you love about your server-side framework and not duplicating that twice by having to write an API and having to write your front end. Uh, another tagline I love for it is, is making using a JavaScript front end without having to write an API. That's just a few of the great sessions that you're going to see there, cfcamp.org, to get your tickets. I hope to see you there as well. Glad that this conference is finally able to come back. Next, we have that conference, which is this year held in Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin, July 24th through the 27th. They call themselves a four-day summer camp for developers passionate about learning all things mobile, web, cloud, and technology. 
And our very own Daniel Garcia is speaking there on Postman. Going to get his actual title here. Please, Mr. Postman, do you have an API for me? Now, Daniel is the go-to person if you want to learn about all these API tools to help you in developing your API, testing it, making it easy that you can get great API, great documentation. So that will be at that conference, July 24th through the 27th. And finally, let's jump all the way to October. October 2nd through 4th in Las Vegas is Adobe CF Summit West. You can get early bird passes right now. It is only $99 for the conference if you buy right now, or $200 if you want to do the certified professional training on the, on the next day. So, on the, or sorry, excuse me, on the last day. The call for speakers is open as well. We'll have both links to that in the show notes. Um, again, with the price of that conference and usually the price of flights into Vegas, um, I, I think this is no brainer. And uh, I just love meeting all the new people there. I think my favorite thing is getting the Mandy Ortis booth and introduce a whole new swath of people to Ortis products. Um, that's where I first learned about Ortis as a company and I mean, frameworks even. So um super excited for that one october 2nd through 4th in las vegas adobe cf summit west and if we haven't given you enough comstop tech has you covered on any other conferences that you want to look up by language time frame etc okay let's talk about some blogs tweets and videos of the week we'll start with a tweet from mr ben nadal Switch over to showing our screen here. He says, after years of trying to make query execute work in Adobe Confusion, I just can't take it anymore. I'm going back to writing my data gateways using tags so that I can use the Majestic CF Query tag. I hate having to have all the other cruft, but until ACF gets tag islands, just dot, dot, dot. So uh, tag islands, in case you're not aware, in Lucy, Lucy has the ability to use three back ticks to surround it, kind of like a markdown code block inside the CF script file, and then you can put tags in there. And so a very common thing for developers is to have, um, you know, every component that can be written in tags. And if you need to use, say, a CF query tag, you throw those back ticks around. Um, so I was curious reading this, like what makes Ben, like, can't take query execute? Like, is it is it bugs? I, I mean, I don't run into that myself. And somebody asked himself right here, Scott Strohs, um, I use query execute often and have never had a need to drop into CF query. And it turns out Ben's big thing was about conditionals. He wants to do some params, some SQL, and it feels like string concatenation in query execute. Um, totally get that. I mean, it's, it's string concatenation in both cases, but it's definitely easier <laughs> in CF query especially when you have the inline params, you don't have to keep track of those separately. And that whole fight of string concatenation is why we at Ortis made QB, why I still work on QB. Um, and thank you, James Moberg, for plugging QB. I'm pretty sure at this point Ben's heard of it. It's just not his thing. That's fine. But QB, if you're out there and haven't heard of it, is a query builder library that takes away this pain of concatenation. 
Uh, it holds all the data in it. You can call the methods in any order. You can set up an order by before you set up a where or a select. You can combine queries. You can pass them around. And at the end of the day, it will build the SQL out for you. So cross-platform, don't need a cold box to use it. Um, thanks for the shout-out, James. And yeah, totally get that. I Without QB, this would be very tempting. <laughs> I remember... At one of my first programming jobs, having a query that had, oh, I it must have had 30 different filter parameters you could pass in. And yeah, concatenating what SQL needed to go where and what params had to be added was just a pain. So do yourself a favor. You can use this, this trick, QB. But uh, check into some of these other ways of kind of solving this pain point for yourself. Okay. Um, I should have mentioned at the top of this. This is the Ben Corner this week. Uh, we didn't. I didn't find any other blog posts or tweets uh, relevant for this week. So if I did miss any, please send them to us. We'll catch them up next week. But next is uh, a really quick mention. Ben put a blog post out about on-site starting a side project, Hotwire versus Angular. Um, personally. I don't use either of these, don't care to use either of these. And I thought that was what was interesting <laughs> is there's so many different options out there with their own set of trade-offs. Um, and you can go through here and he'll, uh, Ben addresses some of the trade-offs. Um, a lot of it came down to where you like to write your code. Hotwire very much pushes you to put a lot of the code in your server-side language. Uh, Angular, of course, is a JavaScript framework and wants and is everything's going to be in JavaScript or even TypeScript nowadays. Um, and these are only two of the options. There's a lot of options out there. Um, and all of them have their pros and cons. Not any one of them is like, this is the right way to do things, right? Ben is not wrong for liking Hotwire and Angular. I'm not wrong for liking Vue and Inertia. Uh, colleagues aren't wrong for liking React, you know? So that's what I came away from this. And if you're interested in either technology, Ben does go through the pros and cons of each of those for his case. Uh, next up, we have a couple about custom tags. Uh, importing multiple cold fusion custom tag directories using the same prefix. Now, if you're like me and have not used or recently custom tags, um, let me th throw it up on the screen so you can see what's going on. He's talking about making a design system, which is, you know, a way of constraining choices for the developers. So things can look the same. Uh, I think that's a, an important thing in any application. Usually we handle it in CSS, but it can be pretty easy to just write additional CSS. Right. And then all of a sudden you have margins of one pixel through 12 pixels plus 0.5 RAM, 0.7 RAM, 0.72 RAM. <laughs> so having a design system makes it so if you use this checkbox, it's going to look like this. And the ability he's talking about is down here that you can use the same prefix, but import different files and they will all get that same prefix. The other thing that Ben pointed out, and I think this is a great use case, is how these custom tags can be really good in emails. Uh, emails notoriously have a very strict and strange syntax to build things. And having a custom tag to do all of that weirdness um, is a great way of encapsulating that.
finally, Cold Fusion custom tags can use dashed attributes. This is um, not a long article, but just the fact that articles that use like the data attributes, like down here, they will get passed in into a tag just as you would hope and expect. Right here, you can see Lucy and Cold Fusion showing both. I believe this was his attempt to see how much of like the Angular syntax could be replicated. Um, oh, but my favorite, my favorite part of all of this, <laughs> um, it was, uh, I don't know if you know this, there is an updates for devs, I, I'm guessing bot. Um, it could be a person running this, uh, but it's a Twitter account that when I am preparing or somebody else is preparing this podcast, um, we'll come across it. And it's always a weirdly translated ver reworded version of something that's already gone on. Right. <laughs> so in this case, they took Ben's article and I want to see if I can find this. Um, I have a picture of it somewhere. Um, but as you can see, his Ben's article was cold fusion custom tags can use dash attributes. And the update for devs um, was Cold Fusion personalized tags. Okay, so custom tags, personalized tags can utilize rushed characteristics. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I hope you enjoy that little joke too. Um, don't know what's going on for updates for dev. Don't like that they just reword everybody's contents. Um, they've done modernize or die. Um, I'm trying to, somebody's going to remember this it's like uh update or perish i think is what they called ours so good for laugh not really good for content <laughs> let's talk about finding a job get cfml jobs has 62 positions from 39 companies across 30 locations in five countries one new job this week a senior cold fusion developer with basalt technologies it is a full-time position in i believe it's Hertfordshire if I can pronounce places in the United Kingdom. We'll have that link in the show notes and in the chat. And of course, there's also jobs channels in the CFML Slack and the Box Team Slack as well. We're near the end here. Let's talk about our Forgebox, Forgebox module of the week, which this week's is the Coldbox 7 release candidate. And there are so many features that we could highlight. I was just going to highlight a few of my favorites. Jump over to the sharing the screen for those of you watching. Um, so my first one is this transient request cache. And this is a fancy way of saying we've sped up getting lots of the same um, transient entities. Transient meaning uh, they hold state. You need multiple of them. There's not just one which would be a singleton for your whole application. Um, you can read it right here. 585% performance increase, and you don't have to do anything to your code. So uh, that one's going to be great, especially those of you that use uh, CPORM or Quick. This applies 100% to that. That's going to be awesome. All right. The config object override. If you're like me and you love modules, you might find that you have lots and lots of modules and it gets kind of overwhelming in that cold box config file to deal with all of them. You're doing a lot of code, code folding. 
Well, now inside that same config directory, you can make a modules folder and then a CFC after the module name. So if I'm doing CB security, this would be called cbsecurity.cfc, qb.cfc, click.cfc. That component will have a configure method and you can return whatever you need. It also handles environment support. So if you need to do something different in your development environment or testing, uh, but this will clean that up a lot and you can jump to these files um, completely optional. You can keep it all in the cold box CFC too, uh, but I'm excited for that one. And then the last one I wanted to point out was down here, the log box updates, which is that JSON and exceptions are now going to be pretty printed in the console, which is going to be so nice <laughs> when I'm debugging, especially async stuff. Like my go-to is throw it to the console and it's like, Oh, I got to copy this out, find where it starts and ends paste it in something that makes it look nice. And now uh, Lockbox will do that for me. So as you can see, there's a ton here on this page. And I just highlighted three. So that is our module of the week. Again, go and check that one out. Install it in your application. And please, please let us know if there are any issues that you run into so we can get those hammered out before it is released at into the box. For our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week, we're going to talk about conventional commits. This is a VS Code plugin, but also um, a mindset, a specification is the word they use on their website. Conventional commits is a way to organize commit messages so that they're both a little more understandable for humans because they're uniform. And also they're written in a way that can be parsed by a machine. Um, now, I've known about conventional commits for a while because I use this pattern in command box semantic release, which is a, a tool that if you write your, your commit message according to this convention, when you release to your main branch, it will determine what kind of a release is it, bug, uh, major, minor, or patch. And so you can come down and see the types of changes they have in here and what it looks like. This is the the specification. Yeah, it's fine. Um but let's go like look at it in action. Here is the VS Code extension. And what this does is makes it so that you can run through their script to build the commit message inside VS Code. Now I have a little VS Code up here. Let's see. And I've even used one right here about updating the app name. So I can come in here and change this back to cold box and then stage this and hit this little circle or there is a command for conventional commits. And it says, what type of change are you doing? Uh, and I can look through these and say, I'm actually reverting something. And they say, do you want to have a scope? Um, this is optional. It's to say, this is the area I was working in. I'm sure I was doing the home page scope. You can put an emoji in if you'd like. They have a whole bunch of different ones, or you can just skip that. And it says, okay, here's the short message the, the one that you're going to see in the one line of git and so we'll say revert uh application name change provide a longer one you can or you can just hit escape through and then any breaking changes or issues closed no we didn't so we'll hit enter and now if we go over to the git uh log you can see we have this revert home page the short name if i had a longer one you can see the character here. And if I hover over it, it's uh, a couple of spaces. So you can 
read it while you're going through a Git client, but it wouldn't, you know, GitHub be the crazy dots. Um, now, if I push this up, I could have a tool read it and know, hey, they've only done bug fixes. Uh, so this would be a patch release. You can also have a tool generate uh, a change log for you. And to show that, um, this is what Quick and QB have. So if I come to Quick and let's go over to releases, this fix and the scope, this is the type, this is the scope, this is the short message, this is the commit where it happens, this is all automated based on those commit messages. So you can go back to a bigger one as well to see kind of, let's see, one more page, to see all the different things you have. It has a breaking section at the top, chores, features, fixes, others, performance. You can see all of these things in there. That's great. You don't have to build your change logs anymore as well. So um, finally, it works really well as with the squash and merge features of lots of things like GitHub and GitLab where if somebody sends me in a pull request, I can, at the end of the day, choose squash and merge, change their commit message to match this pattern, and then they didn't have to learn it or do anything about it. So um, it's a small thing to put your commit messages in this format, and this conventional commits extension helps you do that so you can get all the benefits of automatic versions, automatic change logs, and a lot of other, this is a big community that you can tap into this conventional commits. And that is our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. That brings us to the end of this podcast. We wanted to take this time to thank all of our Patreon supporters, our stupendous Patreon supporters. These are individuals and companies personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure our great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, and all the other box products that you love keep getting the continuous development they need. It funds the cloud infrastructure that our community relies on for Forge Box and the package management with Command Box. You can learn more and support us directly at patreon.com slash order solutions. If you support us at a bronze package and up, you have a Forgebox Pro and a CFCast subscription included as a perk. And all Patreons have access to a private channel on the Box Team Slack, their own private forum on the community website, and have a great profile badge that they can share to show everybody how stupendous they are. Now we'd like to thank our top Patreons. Thank you to John Wilson with Synaptrix, Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Maunder, Nolan Irk, Abdul Rahim. There are many more Patreons that we'd also like to thank, and you can think and see them on ordersolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you for joining me on this solo adventure. There will be no CFMA News podcast next week because of Into the Box, but we hope to see you all there in Houston. Have a great day.
Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.